Hey everybody, it's Dustin from the HP Podcast, and I'm very excited because this episode is a special episode from PAX East here in Boston. We've been here the last couple of days checking out games. It's Saturday night, and so we only have one day left, but earlier today, we gave out our Editor's Choice Awards. So what we're going to be doing this episode is that I'm going to call upon a an HP podcast member, or I guess HP team member, who's going to come up and they'll have five minutes to talk about their choice of editor's choice. And so I'll set a little timer. We'll go through five minutes talking about their game. When the timer's up, that person will then have to hand off the mic to the person of their choosing. We'll get through everybody and it should be a nice little fun episode. So here we go. I'm going to select the first person. Phil, you're texting. I find that disrespectful, so you're coming up here right now. I'm not texting. I don't, I don't care what you're doing. Come on up Come on, here. I'm definitely not texting. Well. I can't even tell you what I'm doing because I signed an NDA. Damn. I don't know if anyone on the other end could hear that, but no. you're not talking into a mic. Get up in the mic, Phil. Oh this one here? This one here. Hello. And you know how to talk right in the heart. I do. You, okay. Right Phil, in the heart. How's, yes. your, how's your PAX going? PAX is going great. Good. It's been a lot of fun. It's exhausting, as always. I've got two coffees and a five-hour energy in me tonight, so we are good to go. All right, so I'm about to hit the five minutes okay. on the timer. Here we go. Go. Phil, tell me about your editor's choice. My editor's choice went to a little game called After Party. Okay. It's a follow-up um, to Oxenfree from Night School Studio. Okay. Which um, was one of my favorite games, if you want to call it this generation. I don't know. It's been popping up on every platform, I think. Yeah. Pretty much, but... Um, so the the demo, actually, I got to play during the media hour, the first day of PAX. It was one of the first games I played, and um, it's pretty exciting. Um, a lot like Oxenfree, you go through, have a lot of conversations with people. Um, one of the things I liked about this demo, and I don't know if it's going to stay this way in the final build, but in Oxenfree, like, if you didn't make a decision real quick, they kind of went away, and then you said nothing. This gives you more time, I think, to pick your choices and kind of think about what you're saying, for better or worse. I don't know. Some people might like it on the fly. Um, and there was a lot more little gameplay elements. Yeah. So for those who don't know what After Party is, mm-hmm. and I actually don't know a lot myself, this right. is a game that takes place, is it like in hell? It's in hell, yeah. Wow, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> two uh, two people die, and they're friends, best buds. Sure. And they, um, they go to hell. But they're young. I mean, they're college-age students, it appears, and so they're, they're not ready to be dead. So they're trying to figure out a way to get back to their life, okay. basically. And it's not in the demo, but I think they have to beat the devil at something or, you know, mm. it, we'll find that out as it goes. But this, this demo takes place where they're in this bar celebrating with everyone else that died that day. It's their happy death day. And they're throwing a big party. And so they're um, drinking with serial killers and demons and trying to figure mm. out how they can get back to to their life on earth see i didn't even know i didn't even think about that element of like there's the the hell natives yeah and then there's also those that have recently right. joined the the, right. the fray and they find out that the um the, the person that that owns and runs the bar that's throwing this big bash was a serial killer on earth oh <laughs> and like when they realize who it is that you know they can't believe how loved he is down in hell yeah but it makes sense you know now i personally did not I played, I think, a little bit of Oxen Free. Okay. I wanted. I, it's one of those games I always wanted to go back right. to. You said there's a lot of decision making. Right. Is that is this like a decisions just kind of change what you see as you go, or does it make major implications on the story? So I guess I can only say I've only played it through one time, so I don't know how it changes the story. I do know that 
sometimes certain people, like two people might be crying for help at the same time, we'll say, and you have to make a decision which one to go help first. Or, you know, what you say about, you know, the story revolves around a girl and this, you know, her new stepbrother, her parents, their parents have just got married. So you have choices throughout the playthrough on how you look at him. Do you look Mm. at him as a brother figure, a friend figure, or do you just not like the guy? Yeah. And based on what you say and what you do to him, you either get closer as the game goes on, or I imagine you don't. Mm. Um, So I I need to play through it again, um, which is nice now that I have it on Switch, too. I can take it with me. Yeah. um, So did you get any more info, like from the demo you played, Mm. about the decision-making in After Party? It seemed a lot of like like the the one part of the demo. Um, you're playing basically beer pong, but w- with blood in the cups. Yeah, instead, what you know? was that? I, I remember I, you they telling said me that. it was like blood of, of innocent murder victims or something crazy like that. Like wow, you're literally drinking this this crazy pure blood that somebody killed someone and got for you. Yeah. Um, but before you play, like you have the choice to either not play them, to play aggressively, to just play friendly. So. I don't know. It was a very kind of small sliver, but um, I think it's going to have a lot of deeper impacts going forward. So Oxenfree really had like a almost like a 2D style, yeah, right? right? Is this the same way? Because you, you're saying like mini games and stuff. Potentially. It's it's a little more. I, I, I just think it graphically in general, it's a lot more advanced than Oxenfree was. Um, it still has that same feel to it where it's pretty much 2D, but I think it might have a little more depth. It definitely has a lot more um, facial features and, and yeah. things like that but i think it's a lot deeper graphically i don't think it's going to be a full 3d world at any point but sure yeah. phil in, in our final minute yes what made this game stand out above all the rest i i think that the the blueprint was already there for me because i like oxen free so much yeah so i really like games that give you a choice on, on things to do and i like games that have a lot of dialogue um and i like movies with a lot of dialogue so I, I really like the idea. I think it's an interesting idea. I think that the gameplay is something I'm already familiar with. And um, just the, the art style and, and the comedy, it, it had me laughing. And um, I don't know. I, I just tr- I trust that studio enough that, that this looks like an even better game than Oxenfree. And I loved Oxenfree. Well, Phil, your yeah. time is up. Thank no, you very too much. Bad. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Five minutes flies by fast. Flies by real fast. Phil, who would you like to come up next? Who would I like to come up next? Let's look at these bitches. <laughs> okay. Well, Brandon's busy. That never happens. Ben, uh, Cam. Cam. <laughs> Cam. Come on up, Cam. Welcome. The newest Phantom. The newest Phantom here in the HP studio, which is right now a very uncomfortable stool these stools in this airbnb yeah my stool's been uncomfortable since we got here ah yes (laughs) Uh, understandable you're traveling right yeah so irregular (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm out all right cam welcome to your first appearance on the hp podcast it's good to have you what's going on damn i like the attitude cam this is before we get into your time i want to break the ice how's your first packs going um, it is going uh, swimmingly. Uh, it's I'm very tired. I, I think that's yeah. Pax is just a, the tired convention, honestly. After day one, pretty much. So yeah, um, I definitely knew I was not going to be prepared, no matter how hard. Like I knew coming in, like I know I'm going to be tired and just accept it. So 
yeah, that's just basically what I've been doing. <sighs> All right, Cam, I'm going to hit the timer. Here All we right. go. Cam, tell me about your editor's choice. My editor's choice is Emilio's Away Less Than Three. Which is a very cute name because Less Than Three, it's like the heart. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also the third game in a series. It is. Uh, the heart, uh, the Less Than Three sim put together is... Uh, basically used to be like an older graphic interface for Facebook to create an actual heart emote. Yeah. So that's why he did it. Um, it's it's uh, the third entry into a really, really n- like niche but great series called The Emily's Away uh, 1 and then Emily's Away 2, spelled T-O-O. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the name pun fun has always kind of been in there. But yeah. um, this one is a bit more interesting because for the first time it's leaving the AIM, AOL Instant Messenger type format that the previous games were really known for and entering into uh, the realm of Facebook. Yeah. So for someone who doesn't know about this series, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's very much the visual novel style where you are taking in this story interactively. And this one, what makes it so interesting is that it's through a chat interface. You mentioned AIM. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first two were in AIM, and this one is now in in Facebook. Yeah, it's Facebook, the Facebook old school Facebook messenger system. Um, it, it's funny cause the game actually starts off with you looking at what Facebook looks like now, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> one, one user is literally called your racist uncle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like skip. Over Everyone has one. Saying. Everyone has one. So, yeah. um, but it's, uh, it goes right into it and it's about uh, somebody who joins Facebook a little bit later. Um, but it's in 2008. So the prior, prior games were kind of set in like 2002, 2003, 2004, kind of that early AIM area leading up to really 2008. Um, it's interesting because this is the first game that's actually taking place when I am like I graduated in 2008. So this game takes place a year after I started my senior year. So there's so much about this game that like something I wrote in my my uh, my preview for this game is that this is the ability to use. Uh, nostalgia for the for the sake of creating a nuanced narrative is incredible. It's something that Kyle Seeley, the creator, is just he's just become a master of over three the course of three games. And the introduction I found out I didn't f- ask him this, but I found out from other people who had talked to him. Uh, it's the introduction of a mysterious third love interest. Mm. He's up in the ante. Three love interests for this game versus the two from the last one and then the one from before. So. I mean, it's great. It's uh, the so what's really fun is that the dialogue is witty. It's you can be as straightforward as you want, or you can be as goofy or dumb as you want to be. And by say goofy dumb, I mean just saying like some sort of like goofy teenage stuff versus something unintelligible. Sure. Yeah. Now, Cam, you said something about the older games that struck a chord with me. You said the only way to get a happy ending in this game is to not play at all. It, referring to the first, the two. first one, the first, oh, the well, first, for one. just the first one, the f- first, the second one does have happy endings, but you make choices and the characters remember that mm. you tell, if you tell a character one thing and then tell a character, another answer to that same question, eventually it comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. And what this game does. And it, so it creates these things where the choices that you tell them have impact later on. Sure. Um, you can't like you can't just lie to a person about something that's really important to them and have it not come back to hurt you mm-hmm. in real life. And that's kind of how it plays into this. Emily is away one is literally about the deterioration of a longtime friendship that has had romantic undertones. Um, 
and <laughs> the only way to win that game is not to play it. Yeah. Not that it's not a great game, but that there's no good ending. Yeah, which I think is interesting because so many people want that option and obviously in life it's like sometimes things just don't work out right and so it's a very sobering almost experience for a game like that i'd say it really is um it's interesting the way that the best thing that could probably compare kyle seeley to and how his creative work has kind of gone about with these games the closest thing that compare could could compare him to is john hughes the way that john hughes tapped into the teen like the teen element of what it was like to be an American teenager in the 1980s and a young adult in the early 1990s, Kyle Seeley's really done in the same way, in the same way with teens in the, in the 2000s in, in the knots. So. Cam last question. Yeah. Why did you choose this game above all else? It came real close. There were a lot of other close contenders, but at the end of the day, no game. I never left any game as giddy and just filled with joy and excitement that I did at the prospect of just after playing one chapter of this game. Well, Cam, thank you for coming up. Your time is now up, but I appreciate you and I appreciate, I'm, I'm interested. I feel like I need to check out the first game now. So Cam, who would you like to bring up next? Uh, the next person I'd like to bring up is a man who needs very little introduction. Uh, Dave, 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 this is also, this is his first appearance on the HP podcast. Dave. Here he comes. Taking a last swig of beer, making sure he's, he's lubed up, ready to go. Now, Dave, I have to ask, this is your first HP podcast appearance. Is this your first podcast appearance ever? This is, this is a big moment. Wow. I'm happy to have you here. Dave, not only is your first podcast right now, but also this was also your first PAX. And so I know that you were a little shocked when you first got here. If you could tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it was um, it was a bigger show than I thought it was going to be. Uh, a little bit overwhelming. I spent the first few moments that I had on Thursday just sort of acclimating myself to the show floor and seeing what it was all about. But, you know, when all the fans and, and the rest of the media poured in, it was a little bit overwhelming, but um, I'm having a great time. And, cool. Uh, glad I'm here. We're glad to have you. I'm going to go ahead, set the timer back on five minutes. Here we go. Dave, tell me a little bit about your editor's choice. So my editor's choice was a game called Disjunction. Um, it's being developed by a small New York-based studio, and I think it's the first game called Ape Tribe Games. Um, and the reason why I was drawn to this game initially was because of um, the graphical style and and sort of some of the thematic elements. of it. It's a very dystopian style um, cyberpunk game. Um, it's got a a sort of modern pixel art look to it. And I don't know. I was just I was just really into it. I saw it and I, I really dug the music and I wanted to get my hands on it. So um, yeah, it was really cool. I got a chance to play it. And um, it sort of resembles like a Hotline Miami, an isometric top-down shooter. But with Disjunction, there's more of a focus on um, stealth. Stealth, okay. So you said top-down, Hotline Miami style. So is this like you are shooting off endless baddies coming at you? Or I just, I want to get a feel for the gameplay here. Yeah, so the developer, I I don't think the developers wanted it to be strictly a stealth game. Um, And this is one of the things I like about it is there's sort of a balance between action and stealth. So 
you can choose to play 100% stealthy or you can choose to play um, more of an assault base. But I think, you know, the the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're playing the game, you're going to be playing as three different characters who are all sort of cybernetic um, detectives or soldiers or whatever the character is. And they, they've got different abilities. So um, the, uh, the the one you play is in the demo, who's, his name is Frank. He's more balanced. And with him, you can use smoke grenades. You can use electric shocks to um, sort of blind or, or temporarily um, stun people. And you can sneak up behind them and, and uh, take them out. Or you can kill them. Or you can just walk right by them, um, you know, when their backs are turned to you. So So there's a cool little balance there. Um, but I think the thing that really sort of put it over the top for me is the inclusion of this, um, talent and perk system. Um, so you can actually, uh, bring up like, like a skill tree. Okay. You can choose different talents that you want to, uh, upgrade based on your play style, based on what's working for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the way I play it and the way you play it might be different. Um, so yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to playing the full game and yeah. So as far as these talent trees, is this like each character has their own tree based on how the different characters play? Yeah. Okay. So as I said, there's three different characters. Uh, there's Frank, he's sort of, I don't know, the balance type, but then there's Jiju and she's more stealthy. And then there's Joe and he's definitely more tanky. So they all have their own skills. They all have their own talents. Um, so you, you're going to have a ton of different abilities to play with. Um, you can't actually switch between characters, uh, at, at, uh, at, at will, um, which I, I kind of thought was a little, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing, but then the developers told me that they actually, um, built each level that the character plays in for that character sort of strengths. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to have to use their, their abilities, um, in, in different ways. So. So yeah. Now you mentioned that how each character has a name. It sounds like is there a strong story focus that you're getting from this, or is it much more gameplay focused? Big time. So, and this is one thing that I I, I feel bad I forgot to mention in my written preview that you can see on handsomephantom.com. Um, but there is a, a pretty lucrative story. So if you were into Deus Ex, yeah, um, you know the modern iterations, then. Uh, this is a game that you might really be into, and there, there's there's a really lucrative story behind it, and there are um, there are branching narrative paths, so you can pick different responses to different questions or oh. different uh, interactions you have with uh, characters in the game. Um, so yeah, the the story is a big thing um, in Disjunction. It's going to be a big thing for me. It's something that that I'm going to be drawn to, and uh, yeah, so it's not just all about the gameplay, but. It's, story is pretty important in this game as well interesting it's definitely sounds much more involved than i originally expected from what i've seen from different stuff from it dave i'm going to ask you the final question now why did you choose this game above all else that you saw this weekend um i just really want to play it i've played the demo twice um i want to go back and play it again tomorrow um again what jumped out at me first is is the the visual style and and the music um, if you get a chance, go on the website disjunction-game.com and you can download uh, the demo and you can watch the trailer and I think you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and just, sorry, I know my, my time is up. but You, I, can, fi- you can finish the sentence, you're I good. I can finish my thought, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Um, 
it 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 sort of masquerades as a little indie game with not a lot going on, but there are so many layers of depth in the gameplay, in the story, in you know the branching narrative paths, talent trees, abilities, things like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in this game, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Awesome, very cool, Dave. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so again, much. and thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We're glad to have you. Who would you like to have come up next? Hey, Brandon, are you still busy? I don't think he was busy. In the Brandon is now, he, he was furiously typing away so loud that I thought maybe that, that clicking is going to show up on these microphones. Not quite. And now he's in his room. Can we see his browser history? I, on, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's naked. I don't know if he has no shirt on. Brandon, you're being called. That's okay. Cameras are not rolling. Okay. Shirt is off. Uh, gym shorts only. This is serious. This, so I'm glad we're not doing a video podcast right now. Brandon, you're a seasoned pro of going to events like this. You and I have been going together since the, our, the first PSX we That's went right. to. For how, years. How is this show treating you? It's been fantastic. Um, honestly, last year, just like the other guys, um, I was just kind of getting acclimated. And um, yeah, it was something new to me. A much bigger show than mm-hmm. a couple of the other things we had been to. So that was very interesting. But it's been great. Um, I feel right at home. Um, it's probably been one of the best shows I've had so far, to be honest. Good. Um, so, yeah, I'm just having a blast. Glad to hear. Brandon, I'm setting the five-minute timer. Okay. Here we go. Tell me about your editor's choice. Okay. Well, I'm very excited about this one. It is Wrath Eon of Ruin. Eon of Ruin. Well, yes. what a subtitle there. Wow. So um, this is a game uh, made by 3D Realms, you know making some of the other classics. And, uh, yeah, so it's made in the old style, and uh, it's a it's a first-person shooter, just like um, some of the other things you'd expect, like a Doom or a Duke Nukem. And, uh, yeah, I just had a really awesome time with it. So, specifically for the audience out there, 3D Realms, as you mentioned, Duke Nukem, they have two games that, that were probably the most prevalent that they have on the show floor, Ion Maiden, and uh, Wrath. And so Ion Maiden has more of like a, a pixelated style. And this one reminded me more of like a Quake, like old yeah. school Quake style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I actually got a got a chance to preview the Ion Maiden last year. But this one stuck with me a little bit more. And I um, kind of gravitated towards it more. Um, it still had the, the, the old style that I loved. But it added some things that I liked. Um, so this one had more of a, a doom, dark dungeon, demony feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um, one of my favorite things that I'd mentioned in the preview that I did of Wrath um, is the sword mechanic. So right away, the first thing you get is a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just super fun to slash through enemies. So that was probably my favorite part. Now, the, well, let's go over the title again. Wrath is Eon of... A little crazy there. Ruin. Eon of Ruin. So what is like, I don't I'm trying to get a, get a feel for like the visual style. What are we killing here? Yeah. So, um, much like doom, that's what I had mentioned. It's, it's like monsters. Okay. It, it, the monsters are very doom. I mean, you have like your standard ghoul demony looking guys. Um, and then you have, um, one of the enemy types was, uh, like pustule man. Pustule man. Yeah, that uh, someone get a trademark on that. That was a <laughs> that was a green pustule boy, and he threw stuff at you. And then you had, um, 
<laughs> and then you had like these flying snake balls that shot stuff at you. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just I believe you. I can see in my mind's eye everything you're saying. Just a bunch of a bunch of bad boys straight out of hell. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the weapons you used. You mentioned the sword. Yeah, so actually this is uh, this is w- probably why um aside from just like the visuals and you know the environment that I liked it so much as well is each gun has two unique fire patterns. Um, and the ones that I got a chance to try were the pistol. Um, it has like a single shot variant. That's, that's your, your standard shot. And then the, uh, alternate fire is more of a shotgun blast that does an area. So you could kill multiple people at once. Um, in addition to that, uh, much like other games, there's a classic, um, uh, class, classic like sawed off shotgun. Yeah, you know, with the two shots. That one has your typical shotgun blast, and then the alternate fire is a charge that actually, whenever you shoot it, the buckshot bounces off of things. Sure. So I mean, there, there's just a bunch of different weapons, um, and I even saw some more that I didn't get to try. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just it was really fun to play and played really well. So I remember you saying that they told you that this game is being made in an, like one of their really old engines. And so they're, they've found people that specialize in that old engine to make this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was talking to the people last year, um, I remember them saying that it was a little bit difficult finding people, you know, when I was talking to the Ion Maiden guys, which it's pretty much built the same way, you know what I mean? Um, and, and with 3d realms, and um, they had just said that much like everything that becomes outdated, less and less people know how to use it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and or to fix it or to build with it. And that's something that happened with this is they kind of had uh, had needed help from people far and wide, I guess. So. Sure. Brandon, final question. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose this game above anything else you saw? Um, it really brought me back to a simpler time, I guess. Um, and it scratched the itch that I wanted to get scratched, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Multiple itches, but that's the one I wanted to get scratched, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it just, it just brought me back to when I was playing Doom and, you know, Duke and Nukem and it, it brought something new as well. So that was, you know, interesting. Very interesting. Cool. And your time is awesome. Up. You were a couple seconds ahead. So good, right. good for you, Brandon. Fantastic. Brandon. Thanks for coming back. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Of course. Love you. Mm-hmm. Love you. Who would you like to come up next? Trick question. It's Ben. It's Ben. It has to be Ben. Ben, ben welcome Get back. up here, Ben. To the HP podcast. I feel like well. this is kind of like a live show because we're all you know, in the same room and everyone's listening. It's much less exciting. But Ben, yeah. welcome back. Howdy. As, where, where was I? Um. I I just welcome back to the HP podcast because you're on, you know, every every week. That's true. So, Ben, you are also a seasoned pro of PAX. You yes. went many years ago. Uh-huh. Then you've been the last three with yep. me. Yep. How's how's it going overall this year? Uh, it's going good. I booked too many appointments for myself. Mm. I, I haven't been able to edit as much as I wanted to or write my own stuff. Well, you know, that's good. That's, not, all, that's not entirely true. Yeah. I did, definitely did write some of my own stuff, and I did, we did some videos, but yeah, it's just been, it's a lot. It's it's a lot, but it's so 
rewarding. It feels good. Oh, I'm not complaining in the least. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, of course. I didn't think yeah. you were. Ben, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put the timer on. Here we go. Five minutes. Yep. Actually, I accidentally just hit four. Let's go five. Okay. Please please don't. So tell me about your editor's choice. My editor's choice is my friend, my friend Pedro. Hmm. Um, the, uh, the being published by Devolver. Yeah. We're no, we're no stranger to Devolver games around these parts. Uh, my friend Pedro is basically a frantic platforming shooter. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that makes it different than most other uh, platforming shooters of any kind is that Pedro can get, or not Pedro, the guy you're playing as. His, Pedro is the banana that yes. talks to him. It's like <laughs> a, a magical uh, imaginary friend. Yeah, I think there's probably some drugs involved. Oh, okay. Well, I think. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, but your character can have two guns, essentially. and you're, So you're dual wielding, and you can like lock on the targets with one gun and lock onto them with another, and you use a single button to shoot. Um, so you can dodge. You can like do some parkour stuff. You can flip tables over. Uh, but it's all in side-scrolling, uh, you know, to basically 2D yeah uh format so it's that's quite a different take what i found so striking when i was watching you play is the the way your character jumps and moves around was so it's almost like a ballerina very dance. fluid very fluid yeah. yeah so tell me a little bit more about that was it hard to because it was like you're doing front flips and like shooting two people at the same time did it did it feel natural because it looks complicated it is it did feel complicated to me at first yeah um, i only get to play for what maybe 15 20 minutes at most yeah uh so i started to catch on by the end of it but i think you get an hour of this game under your belt and you're gonna feel like you've been using these controls your entire life um you, you, one thing that's hard like you're using your right joystick to aim but you're using but but it also like aims your head so yeah. it determines where you're looking, which determines the direction you're going in. So if you're running and you want to shoot behind you, you gotta flip. You gotta you gotta think differently uh, than you were going when, or than you were thinking when you were walking forward. Um, if you're gonna jump up onto a ledge, like you can jump up onto a wall and wall kick, do a backflip and land on a different platform, a uh, different level, which is really cool. But then you gotta immediately like turn your turn your gaze towards. Um, another enemy or something with that same stick that you were using to help get you to that, to that level. So it's definitely like a lot of different things going on, but even after just a few minutes, I could start to feel like, okay, this is complicated, but it's making sense. We didn't get a large feel for the story and I don't get the vibe. This is a story heavy game. I, I definitely think there's, there's a story, but I don't know that it's the main goal here. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the banana. Yeah. Because I think that it's obviously a, a, a central part of the game. It's called I, My Friend Pedro. I don't know why you're saying the banana. Because if you were saying, like, Cameron, you wouldn't say the human. Oh, it's the Pedro. Human. It's the Pedro. It's That's right. Pedro. He's Cameron. Like, I, I appreciate being referred to by my name. Cameron appreciates being referred to by his name. He says. Good. Yeah. Yes. So... Pedro, uh-huh. he pops up and he kind of like he talks to you. And there's a couple points where I think that like he like his head like peeked in the corner of the screen. Oh yeah, he's like egging you on to an extent. Yeah, yeah, which I think is probably your character's rationale for killing lots of people unceremoniously. Yeah, there's definitely was a lot and lot of killing, very bloody. <laughs> yes, uh, we wouldn't expect anything less from a Devolver Digital. Honestly, game. 
this is very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming uh, uh, something and very stereotypical, but it looked like I was just killing a bunch of old Italian guys with like hairy <laughs> chests and like you'd see out of the Godfather movies, you know. Well, the one guy's like, look what you did to my restaurant. Yeah. To after you've, you know, killed everybody. In fairness, I did go in and kill everybody in this restaurant. And there was like a cool like motorcycle chase scene at the end, too. Oh, I forgot about that almost entirely. Um, on, if I'm being totally honest, that was one of my le- lesser uh, enjoyed parts of the game. Sure. I really enjoy the combat in my friend Pedro so much that when they made me get on a motorcycle and I mean, you still get to jump around and, and shoot from your motorcycle. I was like, man, I just want to be back doing backflips and, and like dodging out of the way of bullets and spinning and doing rolls and tucking under stuff. So it's certainly a, an aspect of the game. that I think a lot of people will enjoy it. And maybe I will too. Give it a little more time with it, but, um, the combat is just really cool. Ben, why did you choose this game above anything else you saw? I just think that there are a lot of games I've played that are really good and and could be very deserving of the Editor's Choice Award, but this one just kind of does it in a different way that I haven't experienced. Um, yeah, I've played dual stick shooters. I've, I've you know, all that kind of stuff before, uh, and we're no, we're no strangers of this art style and everything. But just the way you shoot, the way you can uh, do some like cool acrobatics and parkour while you're shooting and jumping off, and um, it also just feels kind of like spongy, and that usually is a bad word, but it makes it feel very like bullet time esque. Sure. And the, those things just made it seem unique enough to me, while also still being good. U- unique can be bad too, but unique right. enough to still be good. Right. Uh, that it seemed worthy. You pushed the limits a little bit with your final word here after the timer, but I'll allow it. I didn't hear a timer. I turned it off so it wasn't annoying to the listener. Well, then how okay. dare you expect me to push? I didn't it's push okay. the limits. I didn't know there were limits. I thought you saw. I thought you knew. It's okay. No. Ben, I said I'll allow it. Dustin, it's all good and holy. Dustin, you had another choice too. Yes. Are you going to talk about it? Yeah, I'd like to. I was hoping you would ask me some questions. I would love to ask you some questions. First of all, what was Brandon? Well, Brandon, well, could you turn down Brandon's, your cell phone? Brandon's watching some kind of Brandon, weird gonna, shit on his phone. I'm going to close the door. Close the door. Brandon has just ceased doing any kind of work. He's now just distracting us <laughs> naked on the bed. He's not totally naked. Now, Ben, it's only fair that I'm, I have to the same rule, so I'm hitting the timer for myself. Yep. Here we go. Tell me what your editor's choice was. My editor's choice was Sayonara Wild Hearts. This is being published by uh, Annapurna Interactive, uh-huh. and I believe it's Sigmo is the developer. Uh-huh. Um, but this game was was wild. Tell me what it, what the game is. So the game is it's they describe it as a pop music album game. I can't remember exactly what the tagline was, but it's something like that. And so you are like kind of like a superhero girl, like a very stylish girl in a very bright neon bright blues and pinks and you're on a motorcycle and you're collecting hearts as you go. And in the demo I played you're chasing somebody and as you get closer, there's like then like quick time events where you like basically punch them in the face and grab their heart like Persona Five style almost. Uh-huh. But what's most important how is how do you if, how do you punch them in the face and grab their heart like their hearts on their chest? The, there was like they they disappeared and then like there was just their heart and they punched the heart and it exploded. Oh, okay. It's kind of it was very just like real life. Yes, exactly. But the biggest thing that I want to emphasize the music. I mentioned the pop aspect. Uh-huh. The music took hold of me, Ben. It was a... Which part of you? 
all of <laughs> trust me inside and out but no the the music was like it the way that it was perfectly integrated into the gameplay uh-huh. there's nothing insane going on with the gameplay you're just pushing the, your the stick left and right to control the motorcycle uh-huh. collecting hearts and then doing some quick time events it sounds like the most boring game ever when i <laughs> pitch it like that but it the way that it integrates with the music just made it feel so tight uh-huh. and almost emotional almost in a, a way. rhythm, like a, a rhythm that just got into your yeah. emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are rhythm aspects of the gameplay. So it's more than just a really good soundtrack to a game. It's very integrated. So you mentioned at one point that this game is coming out on Switch, but it's also coming out on iOS. Yes, it is. It's coming out on Switch, iOS. So the the developer has actually been known for making um, iPhone iOS games. Uh-huh. They had one called Device Six, which was like a really groundbreaking narrative game for iPhone that told a story in a really unique way. And so this just seems kind of like the studio's mo is to take already established things, you know, genres, I guess, and do things in a way that we never thought of before. What would be another game in the same genre? Wow, that's I mean, it's it's hard because I I don't want to call it a rhythm game, uh-huh. but so it has some rhythm elements and um I'm honestly at a little bit of a loss for words right now to even say. There's there's a trailer from the Could game of Can you say awards. the word rhythm again, please? Rhythm, rhythm, okay. rhythm, rhythm. <laughs> uh there's a trailer from the game awards that everyone should watch yeah, it's because a good trailer. It perfectly sets like the style. The style is so unique. I've never seen anything quite like it. And the way the colors popped off the screen was just fantastic. It does look very pretty. I didn't get to play it, but I saw it being played. Yeah. I'm just curious now. The song that was in the demo was so good. I would see myself rocking this on the daily. Uh Uh, And so I'm just curious about what the other songs would sound like. Right. So you were laughing at me there for a no, little bit. No, I wasn't bit. laughing at you at all. Okay. Phil just texted me, and I, I just couldn't help myself. Oh, no. Phil, are you talking it's about my back? It's not about you. Okay. That's no. fine. That's fine. What else do you want to say about Sayonara? I just... I don't uh, know how much time you have left, because apparently these limits only apply to... The the, I still have a, a minute a minute and 10 seconds. Okay. So what do I want to say? What made, what made you give this game your editor's choice award? So I had another game in mind. I, I had, like, two other games in mind. But I played this game on a whim because I knew it had a possibility just because I was so intrigued by it. And there's something that certain games, they give me like a feeling in, I I don't know what it is. There's a certain like wow factor. It's like the first time I played Persona 4 or 5 and the way the music integrated into the battles, like, whoa, Hit hit me an emotional level that the other games I played this weekend didn't. Now, I have another question for you to follow yes. up real quick. And and this should be a part of our podcast every episode. Sure. It's a question I'd like to ask about every game people mention. Okay. Is this some weeb shit? Is it some weeb shit? <laughs> not specifically. It's not Japanese, but uh-huh. it is stylish. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like Persona 5 in that pers- like overly stylized way uh-huh. so maybe the weebs out there i think will appreciate it but i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm saying is this some weeb shit no i'm gonna say definitively no okay and that's the end of my time all right and that's the end of this episode so thank you everybody for listening and hanging out with us we appreciate it if you didn't know already we have 
uh, absolute shit ton of content on handsomefam.com. So you're going to want to go there and see all the different previews we did this weekend while we were at PAX. Also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash handsomephantom. There are tons of videos. There's uh, some different previews of Crash Team Racing and Control and Mortal Kombat. There's there's a ton of good stuff there. So you're going to want to go there, check it out. And we'll be back for our normal scheduled episode next Wednesday. We'll see you guys later.